Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Uh, I am. <laughs> then let's then let's go. Let's go to Norrisville, USA. Oh. It was it was California, uh, OBS, but um, yeah, we well, didn't ever any have town, it. USA. Yeah, yeah. It it just happens to be called Norrisville. Mm. We are doing the 1958. I married a monster from outer space. Something is definitely amiss with the men folk in town. A distraught Madge is growing increasingly alarmed over changes in her new husband, who has been acting strangely ever since their wedding night. Mm. What could be wrong? Could be wrong. This movie, guys, I mean... On its face value, you go with the title and you just think, I married a monster from outer space. Okay. This movie is sneaky deep. So good. I really liked it. Teeny does it again. Bravo. Another one. Had anyone seen this? No. I'd never heard of it. (laughs) I just want you to know, I was six years old when this movie was made. So, uh, like, first grade... I, I remember those cars. I remember those dresses and hairstyles and such. And bras. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? The pointy bras. Mm-hmm. I, I will allow you to do the particulars. Okay. The particulars. I married a monster from outer space. Came out September 10th, 1958. Particulars. Produced and directed. Damn, I was six and a half. Shit. Oh my god, not the half. Oh, oh you're a has been. <laughs> oh this man. This is not our first clue. <laughs> well, okay. The interesting thing about these particulars are just how inner interwoven it is to the Gone with the Bushes uh Ooh. canon. It's really what? weird. Yeah. So it was produced and directed by Gene. Fowler Jr. He edited It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. <gasps> he also edited uh, Hang 'em High, and he worked a lot with director Fritz Lang. You wow. know, Fritz Lang did M and stuff. Um, he did Fritz Lang, he edited Hang Men Also Die and While the City Sleeps. And then as a director, he directed I Was a Teenage Werewolf, episodes mm. of Rawhide, Gunsmoke, and Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. My wheelhouse when I was six and a half. Exactly. You were very familiar with Gene Fowler Jr.'s work. The writer was Louis Vitties. He also wrote The Oregon Trail. And like Gene Fowler Jr. also did a lot of TV work, such as Rawhide and 77, Sunset Strip. Strip. Um, The music, all of it is uncredited, but it includes work by our main man, Franz Waxman. He also did Bride of Frankenstein and Rebecca. So it's like three of his movies within the last few months turning into a Franz White 
Rexman <laughs> podcast celebration. The director of photography is Haskell Boggs, who also did a lot of Bonanza, Teacher's Ooh. Pet, also Little House on the Prairie. Oh, hello. Edited by George Tomasini, who edited Rear Window, <gasps> Fear, what? The Man Who Knew Too Much, and Psycho, to name just a few. We have done oh. all these. Yeah, and then here's look a little... Look at me go. Look at Teeny go. Then here's a little nerd alert of uh, George's. So he edited this movie, 1958. Also, another movie that came out in 1958, a little film called Vertigo. <laughs> so he oh. did these movies at the, around like the same year they came out. And then the next movie that he did after this movie and Vertigo... It's it's like his IMDb is Vertigo. I I married a monster from outer space, <laughs> north by northwest. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it's crazy. More, and then I have even more on that later. Starring Tom Tryon as Bill Farrell. He was also in The Longest Day, which we've done. Also the Cardinal, and he's maybe best known as the TV, Disney TV character, Texas John Slaughter. Never heard of that one. Well, that was a, uh, I would say that looking back on it would probably be a problematic character Mm. (laughs) in in these days. Um, The real life famous Texas Ranger, John Slaughter. Right there in the last theme, you know. Made his bones by uh, hunting Indians and whatnot. Mm. <laughs> uh, Nothing well, funny about that. I am sorry if you took that as me laughing at hunting. It was uh, in the delivery. The first marriage. Yes, it was. It's always Aaron being, you know. <sighs> <laughs> just keep, just we'll keep walking it back. I tried. I I saw I was only digging deeper, so I just gave up. He also went on to um, be a famous, quite an accomplished uh, novelist. I believe he wrote like horror and mystery novels. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gloria Talbot as I have Marge. You said Madge earlier. It is Marge. I apologize. She plays Marge Bradley Farrell. She was a child actress and also appeared in A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, The Oregon Trail. And she became known as a screen queen, which is a young, attractive damsel in distress in horror films. And she was also in other horror movies such as The Cyclops. She did have a good screen. And she looked fairly familiar to me she's she's been around she had a long career ken lynch as dr wayne he was in anatomy of murder north by northwest and across 110th street okay um such a great song every time i say the title i just think across 110th street Mm. it just yeah i just love that song Alan Dexter as uh, Sam. Sam yeah, but well, I I don't know what else he was in. 
And James Anderson as Weldon, he was also into Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, the guy that was the uh, the creep, the super creep guy. Mm-hmm. He was into Kill a Mockingbird. Yep, he looked familiar as well. Mm-hmm. And he we must have... have done a lot of TV. Yeah, he did. We have Max Slapsy Maxi Rosenblum as Max Grady, the bartender. He was a boxer in real life. He was in the Boxing Hall of Fame, the International Jewish Sports Hall of Fame, and the International Boxing Hall of Fame. He started acting in 1937, which was just a few years before his boxing retirement. He had been in Each Dawn I Die. He was actually in the first 90-minute TV drama. So basically, that's the first TV movie called Requiem for a Heavyweight. And he was also in The Boogeyman Will Get You, among many, many other titles. And he always kind of played, you know, the heavy or the gangster or the bartender he, guy. He looked like he'd been uh, in a few fights. Well, he, and he was bona fide. Had his bona fides. Got his ass whooped in this film, though. Hmm. Well, no. Hey, get that bag, my man. Get that bag. <laughs> They they needed my uh, my solution to killing something when nothing else works. Okay, well I am going to set the table. <clears throat> there is a bachelor party going on. This bachelor party was one table of men at a bar. That looks so boring. Yeah. Uh, I'm I like, wouldn't even call it a bachelor party. I it's agree. Not the night before his wedding. Right. For Bill Farrell, who is getting married to Marge tomorrow. He leaves, and as he is driving, he stops because of a body in the road. But when he gets out to investigate, he is touched by a monster. There is smoke, and he disappears. The next day, although late, he he marries... And he, well, he marries Marge and they are off on their honeymoon. But Marge senses there is something strange about Bill. And there is. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So this was a 1958 film. So even, (laughs) even when we have monsters coming from outer space, we don't have people of color, but we do have aliens from outer space. We do. And we do have cast. So go (laughs) with your cast. All right. Well, I have the battle of the sexes because there there is so much much of that. There's also um, homosexuality that is kind of implied. At least that's the analysis that I've read. And I kind of picked up on it myself because. After they're touched, you mean? Well, just Tom Tryon. I kind of got a vibe from him. And then it kind of ended up to be. I mean, he was married, but then later in life, he was also with men in relationships with men and stuff. So I did kind of sense that. And then the fact that. At one point, Bill's preference to meet other strange men in a public park rather than stay home with his wife 
and how the men are always meeting and then going in deeper with the story behind the aliens and how all of the, mm-hmm. the story with the aliens is that their son got hotter and the women all died off. S-U-N, they're S-U-N, yeah, not they're their star. S-O-N, like my son got hotter, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Christine on this, so I, I'm going below. Oh, you still can't, huh? I can't. So they, all the women died, and apparently the sexes only got together for breeding. So that right. meant that the women were just with the women and the men were just with the men. When it came to the monsters, um, I also have marriage as a trap because all those guys were miserable Mm. and they always and the whole like quote unquote bachelor party that wasn't was all about how, oh, this is the last day of your life, buddy, Mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also with me, I find that anytime there's a uh invasion from outer space that there's always the to me the just the racial implications the racial undertones of the what is it like a, a metaphor for the what was going on about, at the time it's all about the other and yes exactly how that there's the they were scared because the monsters were infiltrating their neighborhoods, their schools, their families were being invaded by others. Mm-hmm. So does anyone? Because I have a final cast, but does anyone else have another one before I get into that? Yes, I have one um, because there was a uh, uh, quotation marks criminal type because. Uh, when Marge realized that she was married to a monster, she was running around um, town in her nightgown and robe. Um, I think barefoot. Not sure. And uh, she ran into the bar and there was a man who definitely was interested in having a relationship with Marge, even though she's like, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with a monster. So, you know, you are not I'm not interested. But he kept hanging around. And um, he stalked her to he her was, house. He was stalking her. So the um, uh, the police who had already been possessed by the monsters come and to arrest him. And they go, you know, is is he worth transforming into a, a monster for us? And they go, no, criminal types. We don't want criminal types. And so they just kill, eliminate him. The cops shoot a pedestrian. Surprising. Yeah, but it was a white pedestrian, so it was. Yes. But then also, <laughs> didn't the pedestrian pull, like, try to empty the clip into the cop? But then yeah. They, I watched were... that, like, three times trying to figure out what was happening, but I couldn't tell who shot who first. Yeah, it just went in. It was just a... I, I, I did the same thing. I was like, I don't know where to put this. Because he did... But it's the criminal element. And so then that brings me to a real life power of caste that happened in 1958 that I had never heard about. Okay. So in January of 1958, have either of you heard of the Battle of Hayes Pond? No. Okay. Where is Hayes Pond? North Carolina. Oh. Oh. 
So the Battle of Nate Hayes Pond is uh it's an arm it was an armed confrontation between the Ku Klux Klan and the Lumbee Indians. Oh no. So and it was at a Klan rally near Maxton, North Carolina. I mean, I've never heard of that either. Well, Mac. Okay, well, I'll get into it. So, the Lumbee tribe of North Carolina is the slar- the state's largest. Actually, it's, it's the largest tribe east of the Mississippi. Um, and Christine, they- had you ever heard of them growing up in North Carolina? The Lumbee tribe. I actually, had a lot of the Native American history. I felt like. Mm-hmm. There, there is a lot. So oh, they were, good, they good, were good. recognized as a tribe by the United States Congress. Well, in, how nice! In 1956. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I didn't really get into a whole bunch of their history, but from what I can gather, is that I think they were a tribe of other. Um, try, like they all kind of got looked around and were like, oh, okay, so we're the ones left after the Trail of Tears and whatnot. Guys, we need to bring it in together. We need to band together. And now we are the Lumbee tribe. And so, so then, they're kind of like the Steely Dan of the uh, first Americans. Steely Dan was all the, all the, uh, all the, the studio uh, musicians. Studio musicians, and they went. You know what? We're good. We can we can form a band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Lumbee tribe is like the Steely Dan of Indigenous people. Sure. Um, no, I I I just didn't know that much about Steely Dan. I I, I like it. We're going with it. So it was in 1956 that the. Congress was like, we see you and recognize you. Again, as you said, Ma, well, good on you. (laughs) So that same year in 1956, there was a guy. I'm not going to do him the respect of even saying his name, giving him any shine. He was just a dude, a fella from South Carolina, and he established a Klan organization in North Carolina. And so Max, Maxson, I think it's very close to the North Carolina, South Carolina border. Because I was kind of struck by like, look at this guy. He's in South Carolina going over, starting trouble in North Carolina and whatnot. Um, so he went because he, you know, felt the need to hold the line on segregation. <laughs> they needed They were like, oh, man. And especially in Robeson County, because that county had a pretty substantial amount of indigenous people, black people and white people. And so that was the big crux of like, oh, man, (sighs) to this fellow, you know, he was being attacked on both sides, just all sorts of brown people coming at him. So he decided that he was going to hold a local rally and the local police was like, man come on come down we don't need this we don't need this here why don't you you know take your take your wares and stuff back across the border and whatnot right. but he's like nah people got to hear what i have to say so to do his version of advertising in 1958 they went around and pick up trucks and all around the road with their bullhorns talking and drumming up interest in the clan rally and there was a bunch of people 
indigenous people of the Lumbee tribe who are like, what? You want to do what now? Because the clan had started burning crosses with like the uh, to scare off the Lumbee tribe and you know I didn't to put them in their place. Indigenous people were also part of that. way i mean it started with them exterminate all the brutes so um on january 18th 1958 this fella and about 49 other cleanse clansmen show up to the rally site which is like a field and then several hundred several hundred um lumbies encircle them so there's like 50 clans people and there's several hundred Lumbee tribe members and like, what y'all about to do? So the clan, um, they kind of looked around and did what the clan does, skedaddled off, ran off into the swamps and stuff and slithered under the rocks. Exactly. But they were, the clan was arrested and convicted for enticing a riot. And the event was widely covered in local and national press and blamed the Klan for the disorder and praised the Lumbees for their actions. I know. Hmm. And that Klan fella, he never organized another public rally in Robeson County after that incident. And no known Klan rallies have taken place there since. And in 2011, the Lumbee Tribal Council declared January 18th a Tribal Day of Historical Recognition. So they were like, y'all can come in here with that foolishness if you want. So I thought that was kind of cool. I like it. I like it. Some good news. Mm -hmm. Any other uh, instances of cast? No. So we are to nerd alerts. Okay. So 1958, we have... Gottfried Kirk Christensen files a patent for the iconic Lego brick. What? Really? Wow. When you step on a Lego brick, go, Gottfried Kirk Christensen. That's perfect. Uh That's not the first thing that comes out of my mouth, but that's perfect. I'm giving that for all the parents out there so that they don't say the first thing that comes out of this woman's mouth. Um, the first successful U.S. satellite is launched into orbit. Ruth Carol Taylor is the first African-American woman hired as a flight attendant by Mohawk Airlines. Her career lasts six months, though, because mm. the airlines ban on married flight attendants. Wow. What, this yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You have no idea what I had to grow up with. You're black. I finally made it. They'll hire me at Mohawk Airlines. Oh, you're married? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Big slip. Yeah, you need to be out there just sleeping with the married man. The peace symbol was designed by Gerald Haltome. Haltome. Really? Really? That's that new? Yeah, 1958. Uh-huh. I, I see what you did there. No, I, I just thought it had been around for longer. No. no. 1958. Uh, um, because, you know, in 19... I have to say. Yeah. Well, the, the peace symbol? Yeah. 
It was quite a thing in the 70s. I, I mean, I understand. And now we love it again. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Well, um, because this this time of 1958, this is a lot going on. We got the Cold War full up. We got... Mm -hmm. You know, the, the space race. Here's an incident. A U.S. B-47 bomber accidentally drops an atomic bomb on Mars Bluff, South Carolina. Oops. Except luckily it didn't have its fissile warhead. So it just blew up a house and injured several people. <laughs> but, and it's South Carolina. But yeah. they accidentally dropped an atomic bomb on U.S. soil. Like, and not, like not in Arizona or Utah or some like in a populated place with South Carolina. Oh man. Can you just imagine if it had like you thought the first war was a war of Northern aggression. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that the Lumbia were more sophisticated than you thought. <laughs> mm -hmm. The, so more to do with the Cold War, we have Khrushchev becomes the premier of the Soviet Union and Castro's army starts its attack on Havana. So, you oh. know, the U.S. was just <sighs> communism. <sighs> Lana Turner's daughter fatally stabs yes. Johnny Stampinato. Stampinato. Yes. yes. And that was real self-defense. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut was founded in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, I did not oh. know that. Mm. Wow, from Kansas, huh? Yes. And finally, the hula hoop was first marketed in the United oh, States. Oh, boy. All those people with peace signs love that. Yeah. I, I had me a few hula hoops. Couldn't ever do it well. That's an adult or a child? Were you an adult hula hooper or a child hula hooper? Because there's a difference. I was a child hula hooper. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. It that, takes some coordination. Right, Erin, you know. Yeah, I mean, these are cool things. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Not me, but some people do. Also, um, there needs to be some rhythm to it, which uh, has been previously stated. None, none in this body. So, yeah, sometimes that stereotype is the truth with Ma, uh, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I can laugh at the little white kids who used to dance on stage so, so much like I would dance. I could do it because I was one of them. You mm -hmm. know, game recognizes game exactly. or lack thereof. Lack thereof. <laughs> the top five movies of 1958. Number five was GG. GG. Number four was No Time for Sergeants. I've never heard of that. Never heard of that one either. Number three was Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Ooh, ouch. Ooh. Oh, ouch. Oh, we did that. So good. Paul Newman, Paul Newman in his prime. Oh, yeah. With I, Elizabeth Taylor in her prime. I, I saw, I noticed Paul Newman's wet dog food today in the store for the first time. We were picking out Max food. It's called Dinner for Dogs. Mm. Saying. It doesn't have a resealable top, so we'll, they'll never get to try it. Oh, well, hmm, Paul's people need to do better. I'll talk to them. Yeah, okay. Number two is Auntie Mame, which we still haven't done yet, but I've, I've heard a lot about. Just its name. Was it, was it a musical 
or I name is know. the musical and maybe this was the non-musical okay and the number one film of 1958 was south pacific <gasps> south pacific teeny that's a true that's a musical oh never seen yeah I only, isn't that gonna wash that man right out of right my out hair? of my hair and send know. him on his way Oh, I'm sure there's so much problematic with that. Ali, I <laughs> may call you. <laughs> the Oscars, nominated Best Picture, Separate Tables. Never heard of that. The Defiant Ones. Yeah. Cat, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Auntie Mame. And the winner, Gigi. Gigi. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Audrey Hepburn was in Gigi. And I'm pretty sure it's a musical. Because it I is a musical. It referred to as like the last big Hollywood studio musical, Gigi. With Maurice Chevalier, because it was like in France. Oh, oh isn't he, thank God for little girls? Isn't that why I know him? Thank heaven for little girls. Creepy now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, those are my nerd alerts. Um, Christine, do you have any nerd alerts? No. Nor do I. So we are two reheatables. And I will, I have a few, but we haven't heard much from Christine. So I'd like to go to Christine. Oh, would you like me to start? I would. My negatives. I ran into a lot of negatives with this one. But not because, not like I didn't like them. It's just, mm-hmm. right. There's a right, lot of know. negative. There's a lot to sort through. Yeah. And we'll start out with having kids in the first year of marriage. Oh, yeah. Hot take, but, uh, but like. Although I will say that after World War II, dudes came home, women were either home or had been you know working in factories and such and as soon as those i mean clocks were ticking so people were hitting that hard when they first came home from <laughs> yeah right they were like 23 yeah this is 19 they were not old they were having kids at 19 years old yeah yeah they had a lot more time left they just didn't know yeah, somebody whose parents were 40 when I was born, I, I was I was an oddity. I mean, like I was like, oh my God, how could that possibly have happened? Uh, like you wait, you're talking about your birth? Well, other people would go, your parents were 40? Oh, well, yeah, because there a war <laughs> happened. Like that's right. what you're saying. But in 1950, I guess maybe Korean War. Yeah. But yeah. It's just still. I don't care what kind of war is happening. You don't want that in the first year. I'm I agree. I agree. Or the. We waited five. Fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, (laughs) How did Marge not notice that Bill was acting weird at the wedding? Like it wasn't until the honeymoon was about to start Mm -hmm. when she was like, you're being a little weird. I I think she did mention it because he was late. He was late, yeah. And he was never late. But I think she passed that off on the bachelor party. party. And she was just so happy he actually showed. You know, because she was in her prime at 20. Um, Also to go along with that, the fact that they like 
This went on for a year. Like they celebrated their year anniversary. Yes. And like not once were they like, we need to go to therapy because you're not the same person as you were the whole time we were together until we got married. But I don't Um, even think white people were doing therapy like that then. Well, yeah, that's why it's a negative readable. Why? Yes. Preach. Go tell it. Pet shops. Mm -hmm. Just I have that one. Except for the bar pet shop in Jersey City. Great place. Um, she didn't even let the dog go pee before taking it into the basement. She just like walked the dog in in a crate and he growled at the guy. She was like, and he was like, ah, I go put it in the basement. He was like, she said, okay. And then it was chained in the basement. In the basement. They had chained up in the basement. And that dog had not even pooped. No. Um, this Dick Bill said maybe he outgrown dogs and Marge didn't immediately leave his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. You married me on our one year anniversary. He said, eh, maybe I've just outgrown dogs. <laughs> Divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice it while was it lasted. Nice while it lasted, but sorry, Adam. Um, <laughs> the roach in the eye socket. There was like mm-hmm. a scene where a roach crawls out of an eye socket. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I. Think it, it was I'm when missing. it was yeah. when she followed Bill to the spaceship. Yeah, and he left his body, so his body shell was just there. Oh, and I she, yes, and then yes, it was yes, just yes, yeah. Yes, yes. This man gaslighting Marge, telling her, "Well, you've changed." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is making me rethink a little about aliens that I had in my positive notes. But, um, and then lastly, being an alien because apparently you can't drink. Uh, Like they never really got into that, but why couldn't the aliens get drunk or drink alcohol? I think it had something to do with. They don't have the organs clearly to process. Yes. Yes. It was a, a physical, it wasn't a, oh, we don't like to, it was that it was like poison to them and we kill them. Somehow they had managed to like recon that, but then when it came. Well, that was my other, okay, here's my other negative. They took over a planet without doing any research. Like they, yes. They, so what, how, what percentage of our planet is water? Like 70%. Mm-hmm. And they didn't learn how to swim. And they're looking at our planet from somewhere else. And they didn't think to see. That looks like a big planet full of water. Maybe we should learn how to swim or float mm-hmm. or do anything in it. And then you're made up of water. They did no research. Exactly. None. But yet came here to breed. Yeah. Which I would posit. Well, yes. Anyway. Yes. I concur. Well, mm-hmm. I, I too had getting a dog at a pet shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still know people who do it. And if I, I know you when you got a dog at a pet shop, I mean, yeah, well, I don't well, want to see pictures of it. Sorry. I, I I wonder if there were rescues at that time. No, it's called the street, I guess. Yeah, pretty much, I think. Um, cooking on your anniversary does not compute to me. Uh, uh-uh. Oh, no. my happy anniversary tomorrow. Oh, I thank you. Thank you very much. I'll not be cooking. <laughs> um, okay, killing the dog. I mean, just because we talked about that. Was it last week when we talked about Sparky and that one dude? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had bare feet. She was running all over town in her bare feet. Yeah, this was sneakies on. Um, land him. Sam's fiance worked really hard to land him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, that I whole that thing. <laughs> um, women didn't die. Women died on the planet because they couldn't handle the hot sun anymore. But the mm-hmm. men were fine. I feel yeah. like I feel like there was some uh, misogyny undercurrents, and that the women were killed off by the men. That's yeah. just my hot take conspiracy. Yeah, theory. maybe the sun killed all the food, and then the men ate all the women. Yeah. Or just yeah. maybe, like, I mean, who kills more women <laughs> here? Well, you know, the women's biggest predator is, is men, isn't it? So, they, yeah, they just went crazy, just killed all the women. And again, with stupid men shooting their guns. Okay, the guns don't work, but just keep shooting them. It, you just keep shooting them when... They don't work. Well, why? It doesn't turn around and run. Yeah, yeah. Work. Get my killer. Get my my way to kill. Okay, um, Aaron, you're negative reheatables. All right. Well, I have short baby bangs, and oh now my apparently God. they're coming back. No. They're very in. Yes, they're the very. The only trendy. person who could pull that off was Audrey Hepburn. I mean, it's that's I have it here. It's like threading a needle to be able to pull that look off. Yeah, very few people. Yeah, people are trying. Um, I have, I have a picture of me with them when I with was like baby bangs. I was like maybe eight. I'll I'll see if I can get it to you. Wow, on that forehead, huh? On this face. Ah. I mean, this is a massive face. <laughs> There, you got some real estate. Um, the when she says Bill, it's dark at the beginning when they're driving, and he didn't have the um the lights on. Lights on. Yeah, but I was like, I'm pretty sure they filmed that during the day. Everything was filmed during the day. But they didn't. But there's a thing called day for night where you film during the day, but you put a a special filter on, and then you do you put like some colors on, so it makes it look. And they they just didn't. It was just ah, that. It's fine. It's fine. Um, the monsters' objectives, I thought were. Again, a bit shambly. Oh. I mean, well, just in that. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. You're right. Like how they were only. Like, I guess my big thing is if you're trying to breed again, you're only breeding, you're only getting into the bodies of men. Wouldn't it then make more sense, though, to get into the body of a woman? So, so that you, you actually people? breed the monster, the alien? Yeah. I, I see a lot of half breed. It's <laughs> all ever heard. Half breed. This is such a musical <laughs> show. <laughs> Learn day. <laughs> Just busted into share. That was share, right? That was share. Half breed. The girl. I got feelings about that song. Um, the two dog murders. And there's yes. two dog murders. And yeah. one cat. Oh, and the yeah, but- black cat. 
Yeah. Yes. I was so glad I didn't pick this movie when I saw no that. one I- wasn't quite a murder, but a martyr. Oh, that is true. Uh, yes, true. Great point. Oh, yeah, bravo on that. Which brought me to like, where's the Haynes Code <laughs> when you need it? This is this is a solidly Haynes Code film, but we can just murder animals willy nilly. We knew it was Haynes Code with the closed mouth kissing that was going on. Yes. Also, um, well, this is I have a is a bad reheatable, but I kind of liked it that the monsters' insides were made of coke slurpee. <laughs> was that a coke slurpee? It looked like coke slurpee to me. I, yeah, I love those. I love that. There was definitely some carbonation going I on. I also like, love coke slurpees. I know. Cheer wine slushy is. Oh man. What? Yeah, you get them at the gas station in North Carolina. Erps gas station. A, a, a cheer wine slushy. And it has like, wine in it? Oh, no, you've never had cheer wine. Oh, it's cheer wine is like soda. a soda pop. Got it. Yeah. I, oh, I thought it was an amazing. You guys have album. never heard of cheer wine? It sounds like a, a wine made for cheerleaders. Mm, diet. Cheer wine is my favorite soda of all time. Wow, did not know. Yeah. Cheer it's like a cherry. Soda, I'd be so not. disappointed that it didn't actually have wine in it. You could probably Definitely. mix it with wine and it'd be well, very delicious. Mm-hmm. But, I'll try it out. One, but it's very hard to get my hands on here. Mm, I'll bet. I'll bet. All right. And my final negative reheatable, although there there is a place in my heart for it now. But I just feel that this movie had a disservice done to it based on its title. It's such a sensationalistic title. I know, but I loved it. I know, but then it's straight to the point. But then it makes it sound like it's schlocky and... I agree. It's actually really good. It's, it's, I know. It's I, have, I have something about that in, that in my positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a C to D plus movie with this title. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So those I wouldn't have. Tips. I would have not been allowed to watch this in yeah. 1958. Grammy would not have put up with this. No. So now we are to positive reheatables, Christine. Well, I liked the fact that I, although I do love a campy movie, mm-hmm. it could have been campy, but it wasn't. It, they took it very serious and it was good acting and it was not campy as the like I had heard this movie title before and then I saw the movie poster like the week before I picked it which is in something else but I love that it was like they took it serious it wasn't campy mm-hmm. um Marge for not giving up or giving in. She said, I'm going to get to the authorities. Yeah. One way or the other. She was determined. Mm-hmm. And that she told, I mean, she was brave. She, she was like, look, multiple I went, I went. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she told her hus- fake husband. Alien yeah, husband. she did. She just fessed up. Um, The aliens. Now they were coming in peace. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to kill anybody or hurt anyone, really. They just put some people to sleep for a little bit. And they just wanted to procreate. 
Yeah, they they needed to like read their like, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but, I guess they killed a couple of people along the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they are kind of looking I guess at they're bad because they did take over people. They're yeah. kind of they're they're uh, on page one of the colonizer playbook. Yes. You know. It's, yes. Let's see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Worked out quite well. well colonizers of were mm-hmm. positive. Uh, the aliens' guts were in my positive, like you said. The special effects I thought were pretty cool. I did too. I have the special effects. The special effects were by John P. Fulton. Mm-hmm. And, and he, I said they were outstanding. I and I think that they hold up in how nowadays the special effects you don't really even notice that they're special effects because they're so real and lifelike. Mm-hmm. Right. That these special effects it it goes into that German expressionism. It's where it's more about the vibe of the special effects mm-hmm. than necessarily it being exactly realistic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be realistic. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending. I really liked the ending. I thought it was very. It was not anticlimactic. I thought it came to a good thing in the end when they were all found the spaceship and uh-huh. enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And didn't they leave it so that? No, they all have happy labor after, I guess. Yeah, uh, because Bill came back. Her Bill came back. Mm-hmm. But did he? Yeah, I think he did. No, he did, but I'm saying if you're a Hollywood exec and you're in the middle, oh, yeah. you're like, but did he? I yeah. mean, they you they left enough of it open where yeah. you could you know you could do a sequel. you could do a you could do a Tommy in his cage and kind mm-hmm. of get your way out of it. <laughs> and then finally, I have German Shepherds. Yes, I do too. Ma, um, I have the belly flop. When the guy, it was so good. It was such a good belly flop when he throws himself into the lake to go sing. <laughs> I, I went, ooh. Ouch. I was like, ooh. That's got to hurt. And I have that the dog saved the day. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yes. I have seatbelt and other car safety measures and innovations over the years when you just see the cars and they're just the yeah. seats in the front and there's the no where, seat back. The bench and, seat? Yeah. Nobody's buckled in or anything. No. Sliding I used around. To, I used to push my sister and brother up to the edge of the seat in the back so that I could stretch out across the back and go to sleep. I can't believe they let you get away with that. Well, they'd rather me do that than be throwing up. So oh, they would okay. give me the Dramamine, it would knock me out, and then, you know, they could abuse me at, at their will because I was knocked out. It didn't matter. Yeah, true. All of the work Mothers Against Drunk Driving has done and continues to do. Bravo. Because <laughs> all those guys in the bachelor party yeah. out in the middle of nowhere getting hammered, and they're not calling cabs to get home. Do you think it used to be... Like, can you imagine how many people would die now if you didn't have that? With how many more cars that are on the road? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
My yeah. my parents gave a party once. They were they only gave a couple parties my entire life, but when they threw a party, it was a party. And uh, one guy woke up the next day and found his car wedged between two trees in his front yard. Didn't know how he was going to salvage it, but he got home. And so those were that, that was when America was great. <laughs> so there's that. Again, thank you, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. <laughs> Um, climate change, how it caused their sun to get too hot, and somehow uh-huh. that led to women dying. So then they came here to produce with human women. And then, so then I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, that's all so here. And I was thinking, like, oh, is the twist gonna be that they're really that the monsters are really human monsters and that they've come from earth and that they're that the people that we think are earthlings are really a different because i was like that's what twilight zone would do and then i was like yes, wait what was twilight zone so twilight zone it was on cbs from 1959 so after this right after this mm-hmm. movie yeah from 59- and i wasn't allowed to watch it either yeah, from 59 to 64. And I feel like Twilight Zone was just famous for that. Like, the oh, monsters yeah. are really us. Or original Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear Planet of the Apes, I, I automatically, it's a different movie, I think. Soylent Green is I people. went with that, too, because it was still Charles, Charles Heston. Cursive handwriting. Yeah. When she was writing the note and then how I mean, that's just one of those things where as soon as I was able to print, I always went back to print. But I I liked seeing the cursive handwriting. But, you know, honestly, that's just one of those things that you just got to let it go because it's not needed anymore. If people want to do cursive, then they can. But that's just the sign of the times. But I just like, look at it. It will soon become a code where only old people can read it. But can you? I mean, <laughs> I can read still, my own. No, but I mean, like, if, if you wouldn't, didn't know cursive. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody's going to be able to read it. It's just, it's all letters that are just squished together. But have you ever seen an uppercase F in cursive? You have no idea that's an F. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I have, but context clues. And kids are are doing, like, emojis and stuff, so maybe they'll be able, like, this is just us being old. Like, the kids are never going to understand cursive. And then they're like, no, we can read. <laughs> I guess you we got understand. that. It's not a D. It's not a B. So, What's sure the name yeah. of the bar church supplies no say i had the same issue church supplies was a store next to the bar that sounds like a really good dive bar that right because that i would we should open a dive bar name it church supplies write it down genie church supplies in barbados in barbados oh yeah yeah no snakes no snakes and we have like crucifixes hanging on the wall and and um, uh, Mother Mary, uh, Madonna's uh, real and, ones, and we can serve communion every hour. 
<gasps> or like three times a day, you can get the communion and you serve a glass of wine and a little goblet thing and you get a little cracker. <laughs> or we have like a shot in a beer thing called the communion. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I have a lot of good ideas. I, yes, you do. I don't know that right. we should publish that. Because you know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to take that and they're going to get. Well, you know what is happening? Adam and I have had a plan for a dog bar called Bark in Richmond, Virginia for 10 years. There's a dog bar opening up there. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, her supplies. Oh my God. Okay. Her oh supplies. I love that. Dog just going. Came off the dome. Give her some time to think. Uh huh. Oh. Our bartenders can dress like nuns or like acolytes or like friars. I mean, and also it's church supply, so we can also open it up to other religions of church stuff. Oh, or not? Well, <laughs> church, but well, church is like synagogue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, temple supplies. Church temple. That's our other branch. That's yeah. across town. That's synagogue. That's oh, a that, that, That's a neighboring bar. That's a sister bar. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this. And then our menus are on Bible pages. Oh my gosh. Parchment. <gasps> With calligraphy. I can do the well, my made up calligraphy. <laughs> and then we can have someone playing the organ on Friday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just somebody. I mean, and if your mom is ever interested. Mm-hmm. I, we could have dueling organs. <gasps> dueling organs. Mm-hmm. Dueling organs on Friday nights. Yes. Yeah. Man. How awesome. Guys. And we'll have the We can have fish. forgiveness Fridays. Listen to her. <laughs> Wait, we can if have you confess one of your sins, you get a free shot at the bar. Yeah, confessionals. We're the we're the dude in there gives you free shots. I mean, all hell, of our, but it's okay. <laughs> all of our different um specialty cocktails, the names. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we have to like my brother makes a fantastic Bloody Mary, so that's in there. Yeah. Well, there's got to be the Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. There's got to be the. This is gonna be you guys just acolyte. The. Oh, so, oh, wait, oh. And we could have Midnight Mass. Yes. At midnight. (laughs) Wow, this is a really good business plan. Who said that church is dying? Hmm? (laughs) Church supplies. Church supplies. I loved it. (laughs) What's a B word? A church B word. Other than Bible? The church B word. I'm thinking of something for blasphemous. Brunch. Oh, for brunch. blasphemous brunches. Oh, and it's just bacon. Berries. <laughs> a nave. Wow. 
the nave or it could uh, go with book of and those would be the like you could then the brunches could have a theme and it would be book of blah blah brunch that could be our cocktails the book of john yes genesis the book of revelations gotta be something really spicy oh yeah that's gotta be a spicy bloody mary (laughs) we set that one on fire Oh, we have to be careful of fire, though. Don't want to don't want to step on the clan's territory. We're just setting or, the shot on fire. Oh, I like yes, it. like Adam's volcano pizza at the Marco remember? Polo. Yes. The only reason he ever ordered it was because it came on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't really care oh about eating God. it. God, all right. Well, these are some good ideas. Leviticus, <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> That's got a lot of ingredients. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were we talking about? I have just my final good reheatables. Her this good reheatables. The scene where Francine, the sex worker, talks to the man on the street. Yes. And she's trying to pick him up. And then she gets real angry how she he won't look at her. And then she, you know, it's because he's a monster. But that scene was great. I have more on that later. Um, and then I have, we, we already talked about the cops. But I kind of had this thought of, well, the cops as aliens kind of explains a lot, doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> And I also specifically liked when Ma was noticed, you know, she's running around barefoot in the street and she just runs up to the cops and is like, take me to the chief. And I was like, ha, that should be the the gif of privilege right there. Exactly. (laughs) Running exactly. Take me to the chief. So now we are to quotables. I have a good amount. Oh, nice. I only have two. What are yours? I'm afraid we didn't have a very have very good luck with the anniversary present. It's dead. <laughs> we had good luck with ours. We used part of it last night. Personally, oh wait, I don't know the end of this one. Does anybody else have this one? Personally, I find human beings disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't read Same. my handwriting. Mm. Was it cursive? (laughs) Um, I have. Those guys aren't even giving us a hard look. Maybe they're married or something. Mm -hmm. Ah. Get in touch with me when you're getting divorced and I'll throw you a real party. Ooh. And I meant to put this on my positive reheatables, but divorce parties. I've heard about a couple of those. Yeah. Recently, and that sounds like I think those fun. are important. Good I do. Idea. No oh, beginning. That does sound like and a then great I saw idea. like a trash the dress video on TikTok of a girl whose husband cheated on her and she just lit her wedding dress on fire and took pictures beside it. Um, when the guy's driving and then he like, he like stops in the road and just bumps the alien. Yeah. He just bumps the body that's there. I didn't think I had that much to drink. Yeah. (laughs) Mothers Against Drunk Driving, they had a long road to hoe. It's true. It's true. The least you could do was ply me with liquor. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, you know, I have like two things in my brain and I don't know which to feel because on one hand I want this to be a bad thing and on the other hand 
it doesn't seem like that. Mm, I, I love this. this is where I live. Let's go. Well, I just about given up hope. I was reading books about Florence Nightingale, Joan of Arc, Madame Dubery, Dubery, <laughs> you know, career woman, but now I've been saved. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ah, now I feel that. Yes. That should be such a negative reheatable, but it's, I don't know. Like I love, I think I would be a really good stay at home dog mom. I've said it before. Mm -hmm. I will say it again. Mm -hmm. I can get into a really great routine. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Maybe work part-time. Part-time work is all I need. Well, uh, this is my thing. You, you need, you need some acreage where you could have a dog rescue and also a dog resort. Mm-hmm. Where people, you know, go to the beach, they need to leave their dog, they go on vacation, mm -hmm. they need to leave their dog, they're up, they need to go, you know, put their sister in assisted living, they, you know, just, but it's going to be a good place where they're out and they're open. Oh. So, so that is your part-time job. Mm -hmm. I think that your job should be because you like training you know, like goal oriented and the competitive aspect of that. Seeing eye dog trainer, <gasps> like those, like help, help dog trainer. Right. And also support dog trainer. Yeah. The support Perfect. dog. Yeah. Because the, like, because then it's also incorporate, but then it's also incorporating the goals of yeah. seeing, Oh, this is where we want to go. And the, exactly. and you're, and you already know about the, how it's, you, you don't go from A to B right away. You know, it's steps in the building blocks. Yeah. I think that you would, I, there was something. So where somebody, Adam needs to find a new job where he makes a million dollars a year. Yeah. That would be really helpful. Mm. You know, because I just have to tell you, um, assisted living is really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's not on you guys we're fine we're well, fine no. <laughs> but, but we're screwed we, we can go in, in 40 well, years i mean yeah i'm yeah, sure they're gonna figure it out we can just go out into huntley meadows you know go out our back door and and we'll be fine we'll be living off the land you guys don't have to worry about it at all <sighs> sure uh, that doesn't have central AC and that's in your rider as a human being. Well, yeah, so, because anything be that, enough, then she won't care. And there's no avion back there. Ooh. So yeah, without room service, it's camping to me. So we'll just hire someone to come live with you. There you go. <gasps> I, a paid assistant like we had in. I have an idea. Rebecca, you yes. could just everybody moves to the beach. Yeah, I thought that we've solved this with yeah, Barbados. Our, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we solved this with church supplies. We did. That's why we figured out our retirement. Okay. And we even put it up a notch in this episode church supplies. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. And we've added oh, on the dog, the guide dog side. Exactly. CrossFit. We've got a lot of jobs to yeah. do. We've so, so many we're not revenue streams at all. We're yes. gonna have three jobs. Yes. 
Okay, yeah. We're going to Barbados, not Jamaica. How many jobs you got, man? That was from a set uh, in Living Color sketch. <laughs> right, right. How many she's jobs not, you got, man? She's not being racist. I, I well, it, it's probably problematic now, but that's where it came from. <laughs> the original. What I'm referencing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm her daughter. <laughs> I come by it honestly. I'm reeling it back in. Quotables, other people's quotables. Do you have any more, Teeny? No, those are all of mine. I have. Well, I I think I have this wrong, but it's something paraphrasing. Maybe dogs don't like me. Yes. And then I think he says at the end, it's a nice idea anyway, making visitors feel welcome. Mm. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, Mm -hmm. there you go. Had to... Mm -hmm. The old, old Haynes code. Um, and then this one, I just love this quote. It's my favorite of the film. The evening still got braces on its teeth. Yes, I thought that was a great for someone who actually had braces. I just have to say that when the evening has braces on its teeth, that's that's my time. That's peak me. Yeah. I like it. I like that. The evening's got braces on his teeth. That's when I'm raging. That's right. So now we are to LVP. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I will go first. Thank you very much. Killing animals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just try to try to top that. Well, Mine was global warming. Ooh. Oh, because <laughs> their sun got too hot. And that's the only reason they ever had to leave their planet to go invade another planet. But may I just throw this in there? If there is going to be a gender that is going to die first, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the ones that push human beings out of their vaginas. Well, true, because we now have to. Well, we don't know how they had babies. Maybe the men had babies in their species. But no, they didn't. That's what it would. It from. wouldn't. Yeah. And that's also the, why I was saying. Again, Maybe they didn't they have gender there. I don't know. No, they, they did. They were. Okay. They only well, got together. They were like a homosexual society. And they, they only got together to breed. Right, and it was probably a very distasteful time. I think well, that there we go. They would never have to had come to our planet had their planet not been a victim of global warming. Yeah. Their sun got too hot. They had to go find another planet to inhabit. And, and there you go. I mean, don't we? Are we kind of maybe? Some people might say we're reading too much between the lines, but the gender that survived was probably the gender the reason why there was the global warming you know yes yes i just think, I just think that the, the the subtle misogyny of this film of like they killed off all the women i'm like yeah in my mind they they just murdered them all they just manually strangled all the women and went off to the swamp had their bones planted and then went off to another, find another galaxy to... Did you say put, had their bones planted? planted. <laughs> yeah. So, the, oh, so ponder on that a minute. 
I'm just saying. I is that for your teenage? My LVP uh, my was LVP. killing animals, and hers was global warming. Well, and my yours... honorable mention was—I uh, don't even know who that character was, but she was the Southern Belle who had made the joke about how she was gonna make a whole Confederate army. I mean, it's nineteen fifty-eight. The Georgia, the Georgia bitch, and yeah. she was a preggers, I believe. In this yeah, because she had the, the kid, and then they made the joke about that she was gonna have uh, make her own Confederate yes. army. Yes, I'm yes. like, you lost True. the war, and then she, but then the to go to Teeny's point about not knowing how to feel when they introduced her character, they talked about how she had an arm and she had a tryout with the Yankees, and I was like, oh snap, and then immediately went into the the joke about how she wouldn't pitch for the Yankees because oh, she kept she saying would were... put damn in front of it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Which was oh. only a hundred years after the civil war. Mm. Yeah. That you lost you traitors. Anywho, the real MVP I have is Marge. Because she was just a little too okay with Bill killing his anniversary puppy. She, that's what I said. Yeah, that she was way too. A, I mean, yeah. she was okay with way too much. He said mm-hmm. maybe he'd outgrown dogs. Yeah. Yep. That was your first clue. Then you go down there. But, but just think, she had a year of clues before that. A year's worth. Yeah, but we never saw that was one of the the things that I read in analysis of the film is how we never saw Bill and Marge's relationship before their wedding. So That's true. It was 1958. They probably didn't like each other anyway. You know. They were the, yeah, yeah, okay. MVP mine is German Shepherds. Mine is similar. My runner up was the dogs, dogs in general, they're come up since the 1950s. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just accepted that you were bred to be put in a dog store and then some mm-hmm. lonely family would buy you and keep you in their basement. And like you got fed drugstore food or, you know, shit. You the whole the can store. that came Green out in the shape of the can. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and they- now... I mean, the amount of preparation we have to put into Max's breakfast in the morning. He has his joint supplement. He has a CBD oil. We put some dry food in there and wet it with water and then mix some wet food in top of it. And then Tommy has a puzzle bowl so that he doesn't eat his food too fast. And then they have supplements and, you know different leashes for different things and yeah watch it watch him when we're not there and yes yeah they really i mean they're the real winners from since then to now guys we have a clean sweep of mvp it was dogs all the way around i do have another one though Mm -hmm. dogs are my mvp my runner-up was the movie poster oh because that's the reason i picked the movie it's a really, it like caught my attention. Yeah. Like, that's like a really it, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was good. But you're right. Dogs all around. I mean, they really saved the They day. immediately know this motherfucker. There's something wrong with this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beware. Back up. Slow your roll. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is this the first uh, MVP sweep? sweep? 
I think it is. Mark it in the notebook for the season ender. Yeah. Okay, I'm marking it. I'm putting a star on it, and then later I'll say, what is the star mm -hmm. for? I, so now we are to recasting. Ma, did you do a recasting? I did. Okay, so I, I spent, I thought long and hard about it from yesterday about this time to today about this time. And uh, okay, so I'm just going to go with what I went with because I wanted to do, you know, like have um, Marge be um, Wanda Sykes, you know, like have it just be just totally campy and different. Mm -hmm. So I went with Bill because uh, he had to be a nice looking, a nice enough looking person that she's going to stay with him for a whole year before she actually investigates, right? So I went with Jay Ellis. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Marge is Issa Rae. <laughs> <laughs> she can look like, you know, when, when her shocked look, you know, when her eyes get big and yeah. So I went with, I went with an insecure cast. I think that that's really good. I like that. I went with, because I told Teeny that I actually this morning watched the new Candyman. I know. I can't believe it. I know. Well, it's Halloween time, spooky time. And I was you like, oh. in the morning. And I did watch it in the morning. So my bill is Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Mm. And then my Marge. Now, I haven't watched this show but she's on Why the Last Man and has been getting rave reviews so for her good performance. Things. I think Adam started watching it. It got canceled, though, so... Bummer. Mm -hmm. It is a bummer. Ooh, he's pretty. Yeah, he was in um, Candyman, and also he was in um, that awesome show, The Watchmen, on HBO. Yes, yes, that's where I knew him from. So Marge, I have as the actress, she plays in it, Ashley Roman. So I thought that would be good. And then I thought that wouldn't it be funny and weird in a fun way if the aliens, or I'm sorry, the monsters were coming back and they came back and because um, you know how it was like a heterosexual couple. So what if the bill was Zoe Kravitz and Marge was Tiffany Haddish? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because then it's the like there would be just so much going on, so many questions of yes, like just uh, layers upon layers upon layers. But the but the basic premise wouldn't work. Well, no, that that's what would be so funny is because the aliens obviously didn't do their recon. So that's they true. come back as a woman and then they're like, but then it works somehow because they're aliens and how they, and so then she gets pregnant and it's, then they would be like, wait, what? So yes. then it, it would go into a Rosemary's baby type yes. of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Okay. So Tasty Nuggets, there were not a lot. I got some. I have some. I have... It was nominated for the top 100 America's Greatest Love Stories. Oh, 
because she loved Bill enough to stay with him until she was able to get him back to being Bill. But did she did she love him enough, or was it the fifties and she was a woman and she had hitched her wagon to this man? That's all she got. Yeah, Yeah, there's that too. Um, my other one was uh, at first the German shepherds were scared of the aliens because they looked so weird, and Mm -hmm. then so they had the aliens in their in their garb play with the dogs. Then the dogs got too playful with them. So they had, yeah. So Mm -hmm. then they had to back it up and have the dogs be fierce with them, without being actually afraid of them. And then they trained them to go after the breathing tubes for the aliens. Yes. But then they were like playing them and stuff, and so then the 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 actors though had to had to like guide them to (laughs) right here, chew right here, right here, right here, chew this. Um. I had that Paramount didn't really believe in the movie. So they, as this one website I read, dumped it as the second half of a Saturday matinee double bill headlined by the iconic sci-fi film, The Blob. Yes. Oh. And there's also another version of that where they, they, they thought more highly of it but that so they put it as the a thing but the blob was in color and it had steve mcqueen in it and so audiences were more drawn to that that's the spectacle of Mm. that and this was more of a cerebral thinking person thing so it got flipped have you seen that we haven't we have not done that i know um my other one is about malibu lake Oh, Agora Hills. Yes, as seen in Frankenstein. Yeah, it's just, it's oh, north of. It was the same as for the Bavarian Al- Alps in the 1931 classic Frankenstein. The remote area of Santa Monica Mountains near present-day Agora Hills was largely inaccessible to many until 1925, when William Mulholland opened up the highway that allowed oh, motorists wow. to drive from LA to Malibu. Um, and then Hollywood caught on, and in 1931, film crews headed to the area to film Frankenstein, and the lake where Frankenstein's monster meets the little girl and is actually a man-made reservoir known as Malibu Lake. It was originally part of a private mountain residential community known as Malibu Lake Club or Malibu Lake Mountain Club, formed by the Malibu Lake Club Dam at the confluence of two creeks don't worry about that today malibu lake is still a private lakeside community with rustic historic cabins and a clubhouse the lodge and its surrounding areas are available for event rentals um and you can also shoot a tv episode there or a film but it also served as a location and other horror films like the ring and i married a monster from outer space Oh my goodness! Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, and it hasn't been burned up by a wildfire yet. Well, I mean, no, it's you do have to note that the water, lawns, and grounds are otherwise for club members only. Oh, of course. That's that's when cast comes in, people. Mm-hmm. Yes, Agora Hills is. Uh, it's basically you have. So you know how you have. Um, 
you're going west of the valley, so like Woodland Hills, and then you'll get to Calabasas, and then Calabasas. you'll get to Agora Hills and Thousand Oaks. So it's just just picture Los Angeles and then white flight going west. And that's isn't Mulholland Drive. Can you take Mulholland Drive to get over the mountains and go to Malibu now? Um, That's not what we take. We take Laurel Canyon, but you'll see Mulholland Drive. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, folks. I haven't been out there in two years. So, yeah. So it's been a minute. Were those all your tasty nuggets? Yep. I have that principal photography began April 21st, 1958, and it said that it went until early May. So that's two, three weeks of shooting, which very fast. Um, it said what I read said it was a hit with audiences and critics, and it was great for drive-in business. Oh, drive-in movies. Hmm? So people would, would oh, the, the blob best. was the first movie and then yeah. you watch the blob and then you would stay and watch this movie. Yeah. Um, this, cause we talked about it last week. Remember we were like, cause that movie was before the haze code. So this movie, the haze code is in effect and you can kind of see it. Um, how they do the different workarounds, like how they never mention sex, but they allude to it. Like the wedding night. And when she goes to the doctor saying like oh that well there's nothing wrong with you but i need bill to come in so that's implying that they're married and they've had been having sex and stuff and it's just all of the i think what we a continuation of our conversation from last week saying how they had to code things Mm -hmm. but then you know i i think that americans in general having the Hayes code and then having to be creative about it gave Americans uh, more credit than they deserve. Cause sometimes they need things spelled out. So this movie, I think is a good example of that. We're on the mm-hmm. surface level. You're looking at it and it's like, Oh, I married a monster, but then there's all this subtext that exists because of the Hayes code. And so it is a great, what if they didn't have the Hayes code and we could basically be saying exactly what they were saying Instead of us looking back and then a few people going, oh, I get it. This means this, this and this. Whereas more people would maybe have different ideas if we just said this is this, this and this. However, as a a primary elementary school teacher who has to teach context clues to children, it's great because you have to go, okay. They're not going to tell you everything. So you got to look at what's being said and then see, well, what does that encompass? And what else could be being said here? I mean, you have to think a little bit more instead of having everything spoon fed to you. You do, but then you're also leaving behind people who need to be spoon fed things. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, what if those are more what if that's the majority you know <laughs> yeah that's kind of the i think the issue yeah we might be facing just had to um, move a tommy hair off of my computer 
I have, so I mentioned it before when we were doing part, the particulars about how this movie was so intertwined, even though none of us had ever heard of it. So remember the director, Fowler Jr., he was an editor and worked with Fritz Lang, who was very influential in German Expressionism. And I was reading an article by Roderick Heath on film Fredonia. Hmm. And he said, quote, Lang's feel for environment as an actor in the cinematic space, his fondness for thickets of psychological disease in his characters and constantly reoccurring themes of sinister conspiracy, oppressive regimes and infiltration are all clearly apparent here. So to tie in Fowler's, what he learned from working as an mm -hmm. editor with Fritz Lang films. So that was interesting. And then he also mentioned Alfred Hitchcock and said, quote, a scene depicting Marge lying in bed, listening to her husband's approach, cross-cutting with his steps up the stairs, strongly su suggest suspicion, 1941, and Notorious, 1946. Mm -hmm. And both films likewise revolve around female protagonists under the threat in their marriages. Mm -hmm. And it was like, notably, Fowler had Hitchcock's regular editor, George Tomasini. He was the editor on this film. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it all intertwines. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Look at that. So those were my tasty nuggets. Oh, I had a question for Teeny. Um, because I cut you off last week when you had mentioned because this isn't I married an alien from outer space. This is I married a monster from outer space. Uh -huh. And you had I would cut you off when you were talking about Demi Lovato and how she wanted to what get rid of saying alien or something. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. This is I married a monster, but Demi Lovato. She says calling extraterrestrials aliens is offensive. It's derogatory and the word should no longer be used for potential otherworldly visitors. Uh, the, basically, she was just saying aliens is a derogatory term for anything. However, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he doesn't agree with her. Oh. He says... Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm getting the article to load. That's fine because alien is also like an illegal person from a different country into our country. So an alien can be from outer space or just a different country from us. Oh, well, here's his critique. He says, all the aliens that I've ever met they have no feelings, so to be worried about offending them by calling them alien, what is she thinking is going on in the head of species of life from another planet? I know it's very considerate of them, but really, really, when I refer to aliens, just to be specific, I always say space aliens, all right? And then what we used to call aliens on Earth, what, what, we, used, what we used to call aliens on Earth, undocumented immigrants, that's what the new term is for them. And I'm all in on that. So the only invocation of the word alien is for creatures from outer space that want to kill us all. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what they feel. I'm not worried about. Plus, why should I even believe they know English? So, yeah, I'm not <laughs> all in on that. I don't get it. So, yeah, he didn't agree yeah. with them. He was like, I like, yeah, we call whenever I say I'm saying space aliens, we're talking about from outer space. 
Like, yeah, it's offensive to call undocumented immigrants aliens, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we don't call them that anymore. Like, yes, that's offensive. When they decide whoever, what, you know, what we're calling aliens or monsters, because that was a thing. I was like, I think, feel like monster would be a little bit more yeah. offensive than right. alien. Right. But then again, I, it falls under my, I have a category in my brain called priorities, very low on it. Um, but that it would be like, okay, then you all, until they can tell us what they want to be called. Right. Then it's just alien and it's right. not, but somebody from Honduras, I'm not going to call an alien because that's well, a human and being. The meaning of alien or the, from Miriam Webster is not familiar or like other things you have known different from what you were used to. Mm -hmm. But put that in the, in, you know, you have to consider the white supremacy lens that everything well, that's in Western. Like, that's why we don't yeah. say like a human is an alien because that's you're the same thing. Yeah, right. But there are right. people. But that is illegal aliens because they, they put that on there. Right. The white uh -huh. supremacy is uh -huh. that no, you're aliens. That's why you know in 1956 the dude from South Carolina goes and start making trouble and stuff and. Gotta be like, oh, 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 my man, which basically mirrored what happened at the end of this film. <laughs> and we can say that outer space aliens are aliens because we don't know anything about them. Yeah. It's like right, right. eating mushrooms is alien to me. I don't know about it. Mm -hmm. um, We're just ignorant on it. It's, yeah. I do have another tasty nugget. Mm -hmm. Don't know if this is just a story. It's not a nugget. Ooh, let me. Yes. I've encountered some aliens recently. Wait a second. What? Adam yes. and I are convinced that they are living among us. Well, we... I'm pretty sure they are. We're at like the beach. Oh, we're all with us? We went to Asbury Park. Oh, yeah. Park. New Jersey. Springsteen. Yeah. We were there. And um, when we were there, we were sitting on the beach. And the three people come and camp out in front of us, kind of. Uh, it's a guy and it's like a guy and a girl and another guy. Okay. As far as I could tell, seemingly. Right, right. Not knowing their pronouns. Yes. Wrong. <laughs> For the sake of the story, the one guy, he seemed like maybe his mom lived there. Like she had a house there. They were okay. from the city, the three of them. It's like he brought his two friends from the city to be like, let's go to the beach and stay with my mom. And they stay with their mom. So he was like, okay, well, you guys stay here. Cause he had all the things like, like, like all the things you would have if you lived at the beach. Mm -hmm. The chairs, the, the umbrella. Yeah. So he was like, okay, you guys stay here. I'm going to go get some coffee. Anybody want anything? Nobody did. I don't think aliens drink coffee. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, determiner. Oh, no. Does that mean I'm an alien? <laughs> no, because you drink alcohol. Oh, yeah. Um, so he goes, and but why he, while he went, they stood there. I mean, like... And when I say stood there, like this, just like they were like a, like a sim or in like Grand Theft Auto, 
Like they were standing like Bill when his when he, it was just yeah. his shell suit and he went into uh, the space shuttle mm-hmm. and the cockroach was in his eyeball. So then the one guy came back and he was like, okay, we got to put sunscreen on. So he had the spray sunscreen. So he gave it to the girl. The girl was the main alien. <laughs> so he gave it to the girl and she took the sunscreen and the way she was, she was like putting it in like figure eights on her <laughs> and did. I'm convinced. And when I tell you she was pale, like she was pale. Like if she were a human, uh, she would have used sunscreen before in her life, you know? And so then she asked, she said, do I have to rub it in? Like, yes, bitch. It's like, even if it's spray sunscreen, you have to like rub it in, you know? So then he's telling her how to put sunscreen. So then he was like, okay, you do my back. So the human turned around and she, I mean, it was like figure eight. Like, like she was just no rhyme or reason. No. And then just like stood there. <gasps> I was just like, they're totally an alien. We looked at each other and we were like, they're aliens. They're aliens. <laughs> oh my God. They had no idea to be at the be- how to be at the beach. None. They just stood there or they had been in a cult and recently maybe free. it was well, like alien. I mean, we came another alien recently and I can't remember what happened, but you know, every once in a while you just. There's so I'm many aliens the lookout. at the airport mm-hmm. when you're doing the TSA. Oh, oh a lot you're of like, aliens at the airport. It's been 20 years, people. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I will be on the lookout for aliens who worry about being burned up by the sun and only come to the beach in in the off months. Hey, you're going tomorrow. Be on the lookout. I'm going to be. I'm I'm understanding I won't find them at the ABC store, the liquor store. Now there's going to be reports that you two are the aliens at the beach. (laughs) But we will we will have been to the liquor store. It's like, no, they're not aliens. They're just drunk. They're celebrating their anniversary on the beach in October drunk. The guys, they're fully human. Yeah, it's the bushes at the beach. 10 o'clock until 7 o'clock on the beach. (laughs) Who cares what the weather is? Well, listeners, this has been I Married an Alien Monster from Outer Space. Yeah. Now, it's my understanding, burp, excuse me, that Christine is doing a doubleheader and she's I pulled, telling us. I pulled an audible. She pulled oh. an audible. And I said, since you guys have had a hundred episodes yes. without letting me have a pick. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to put it. Okay. Because we had no idea you'd be interested in well, doing this. But other than that. I'm just saying. I decided our spooky season is my favorite. And I love, I love it. So, and I never knew how much I liked this monster movie genre. Mm-hmm. I usually just go for scary, but monster movies is my new favorite genre. Okay. And I think that aliens fit into that. That they were monsters. Mm-hmm. It was in the title. Mm-hmm. This is gonna veer.
little bit. I was torn. Do I do the blog? Do I do another monster movie? But we went somewhere else. We're going to 1975. 1975. Oh, that's the year we got married. That was 46 years ago. Oh my God. Look at you doing it. I wonder if you saw this movie on your honeymoon. No. Um, oh, okay. 75. I have a guess. Oh, what's your guess? The Exorcist. No, I wanted to do it so bad. Oh, but we will do it. We will. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. I've um, never seen it in full. I've seen, seen it in the theater. I saw it at Grauman when it was Grauman's Chinese Theater and they had that anniversary or whatever. I went and saw it. Mm. I read the book and I was so fucking freaked out that I wouldn't see the movie. This has to do, I, there's an ode to Frankenstein, I think. Ode to Frankenstein. Susan Sarandon's in it. Susan, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. Barry Bostwick. Barry yes. Bostwick. Yes, I know. Uh, visual right here. Jim Charman. Singing. There's dance. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. <laughs> How do you pull this out of your because ass? Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon is one of our all-time greatest actresses, and I I know I'm very familiar with her filmography, and I'm just like, what was a '70s movie that Susan Sarandon was in? Because it's like Bull Durham, but that was in the '80s, and that's when she you know took off. But then I was like, I get to oh, go yeah. to that bar that Bull Durham was filmed at. Ooh. Rocky Horror Picture Show never seen. You've never seen it? You've never seen it, Ma? No, I've never. Oh, man. It's fun. A newly engaged couple have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frankenfurter. Ooh. Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry. That's yeah. Seth Curry. No, Tim Curry, remember in Home Alone? I think wasn't he the the in the second Home Alone? Wasn't he the the hotel employee? Wait, and then there's a bunch of movies that you've seen Tim Curry in. He's like, I think British. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah. <laughs> there's a recent picture that's not great, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that well, that sounds amazing. So, oh, that what a great Halloween episode! It will be, mm-hmm. it will that will be a fun one for Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh my God. Okay, well done, Christine. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode of I Married a Monster from Outer Space. I don't know why I think monsters have a lisp. Because your husband doesn't say monster. He says monster. Well, so, oh, it's a that, monster movie. Yeah, that, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah. So next week, rocker, Rocky Horror Movie Picture Show. Picture Show. <laughs> you eventually landed it. Yes. Well, there you go. Bye. Bye. Bye.